the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You listen to me. We all have a destiny. Nothing just happens. It's all part of a plan. I should have died out there with my men. But now, I'm nothing but a damn simple, a legless freak. You cheated me. I had a destiny. I was supposed to die in the field with honor. That was my destiny. And you cheated me out of it. Do you understand what I'm saying, Gump? This wasn't supposed to happen. Not to me. I had a destiny. I was Lieutenant Dan Taylor. You still Lieutenant Dan. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Yes, even without legs, Lieutenant Dan Taylor is still Lieutenant Dan. And I'm proud to say, after flying to South Carolina last weekend to attend Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan Band Weekend, that our, uh, our injured veterans, our patriots, are alive and well in great spirits, especially in South Carolina. And uh, thanks to some great organizations like the Independence Fund and Boot Campaign, um, our our patriots, our injured veterans, our our guys that that are injured, and our guys that don't look injured, that brought back some skeletons in their closet that they don't talk about in public, are being treated well and being treated with respect, and they are in uh, surprisingly great spirits. So uh, last weekend I told you that uh, Don and I flew to South Carolina for Lieutenant Dan Band Weekend um, last February. Well, sometime in the year of 2014, my my employees honored me with uh, with uh, collecting uh, secretly $28,500 to donate to the Independence Fund, the uh, organization that is uh, providing injured veterans with those all-terrain track chairs that you see on O'Reilly and uh, all over the news. And um, since I don't need anything, because I have everything, um, rather than give me an award or give me a give me something, they they uh, collected this money for the Independence Fund and made that donation, which represented a, almost two track chairs. It was a track chair plus we sent like eleven families to of caregivers to a caregiver retreat, and the Independence Fund invited uh, Don and I to come back to uh, Lieutenant Dan Band Weekend, which is their their annual event. This was their sixth annual, and uh, we had a chance to uh, to meet some of the guys and to uh, to rub elbows. And I'll tell you, it was a uh, it was a crazy weekend. We left at 5:30 a.m. on Friday because we were at the post debate uh, show uh, at the Riverside uh, Convention Center on Thursday night. We left Friday at 5:30 in the morning with almost no sleep. Had a couple of hours sleep on one of the one of the flights. Got to our hotel about an hour before we had to check in for the event, which was across the street at the uh, the North Charleston Convention Center and the Coliseum, and got to meet a lot of. Uh, 
a lot of veterans, a lot of patriots, um, a lot of guys who have given of themselves and given up parts of themselves for our country and a lot of people that support them. And we got to meet uh, a guy named Dale who I don't know if he's the guy that actually got our track chair, but he's a uh, double amputee. Uh, with with magic legs and uh, who uh, who has who was a recipient of one of the track chairs. I don't know if they know for sure who gets whose track chair. And I was told we weren't even gonna ever ever find out. But we got to meet Dale, and uh, then we got to meet a guy uh, named James who um, was who's a triple amputee, lost both legs um, above the knees and uh, his uh, left arm at the elbow. Um, who was recipient of a smart home, um, compliments of the, uh, of the Gary Sinise foundation and the independence fund in, in uh, South Carolina. And what an attitude these guys have, uh, what a patriotic moving event to be at, um, seeing, seeing veterans injured veterans that don't appear to be injured, but, you know, have given of themselves just celebrating, uh, America and uh, Johnny Lang. Johnny Lang was uh, there. They had one one group called KOA that came in and entertained. Who I've never heard of. Maybe some of you have uh, rock band. And then uh, they had Johnny Lang, who I remember about twenty five or thirty years ago being on Mark and Brian show as like a sixteen year old uh, guitar uh, uh, virtuoso. And uh, his his uh, his band played, and then uh, on comes the, the Lieutenant Dan band, and uh, which is Gary Sinise and a bunch of his. You know, they've got four female singers, probably all worthy of winning American Idol, and two male singers. And what a what a show these guys put on um, for being a cover band. You know, you you know, for a band that plays no no originals, they put on such an entertaining, such a patriotic show, and. Uh, after the fact, one of the things that hit me is is Gary Sinise did a Lieutenant Dan Band concert out in Temecula about two years ago, maybe three years ago, that we sponsored here at the radio station, and Wholesale Capital sponsored it. And uh, I didn't get a chance to meet Gary Sinise at, at that time, um, but when I met James, who apparently had had dinner with with uh, with with Gary, uh, you know, Lieutenant Diane and, uh, beforehand. And I said, yeah, we sponsored a Lieutenant Dan band event, you know, in Temecula in California when they gave away a show, he goes, Juan Dominguez. He goes, Oh yeah, Juan Dominguez. He, I, I know that I know he had it right off the top of his head and we got to go backstage and talk to Gary Sinise for a, a few minutes. And, uh, and when I, I had mentioned that, he goes, are you sure we haven't met before? And I said, no, you know, I sponsored this event. Maybe he, I don't know. I don't, we didn't get a chance to meet face to face at that time, and and when I brought up Temecula, he goes, Juan Dominguez, and it would just hit me just what a great guy this that Gary Sinise is, just such a real person. Didn't have his head up in the clouds or his nose up in the air. Uh, he's there for he's there to support veterans, and he's there to to do something good good with his life, and uh, and it's like he knew everybody. It's like he. It, this wasn't. This was not somebody. Hey, we or, we organized a bunch of people. We built a house. We uh, we did all this stuff. And this is just a a legless, armless guy in Temecula. That uh, hey, we helped him. Great, nice knowing you. And on to the next one. He knew. He knew the guy. And uh, and I was just completely. I was just completely moved. As was my wife Dawn. Um, the the heart 
of this organization and was proud to be a part of, part of it and a big supporter of it. They brought us up on stage and, and thanked us and a few other uh, big don- uh, uh, donors. And uh, we actually got to meet the couple. Well, the guy and his wife that designed the all-terrain track chair uh, lives up in Minnesota in uh, his he actually designed it for his son, who was an avid hunter and was uh, paralyzed in a car accident, and uh, designed this chair so his son could actually go hunting still and still be able to hold a rifle, and it's sturdy enough. And um, what a, what a great experience! If you guys haven't had a chance to get involved, to get involved, you know, we did that push-ups for charity event for boot campaign in uh, in July, and you know, it's just an act of you know the the push-ups were not a contest; it was. It was hey we're gonna we're gonna share with the veterans we're gonna live ninety ninety seconds in the in the life of a veteran and not just we're not just gonna donate some money we're not just gonna say thank you we're gonna we're gonna live ninety seconds in your shoes and because uh, every veteran every veteran does pushups and uh, and it's just what a what a American what American patriotic emotional event that we went to um, Don and I both agreed that you know the first night and we were we were operating on about three and a half hours total sleep and uh what a what a energy charged exciting american emotional event and then uh we got back on sunday uh exhausted and uh happily happily taxes are due for those of us that filed a filed extension so we can't go anywhere for the next couple of weekends so we're staying we're staying uh local here so we can so we can rest and do taxes and uh just catch up so anyway um you know i'm going to talk about all kinds of stuff going on in this country but i wanted to relate the experience that we had in south carolina last weekend and uh just say god bless america thank you to everybody who served and uh what a great country we have if we can keep it so before I go further, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located in the city of Marino Valley. Also offices in Downey, Westlake Village, Orange, Temecula, and Corona to service all of Southern California for all your real estate financing needs. If you are interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And one more time, day or night, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to call because you're embarrassed about what you're going to ask me and you don't want to feel stupid or you don't want your neighbors to know what's going on or you don't want your boss to know that you're calling from work and stealing time from him, go wait for your lunch break or your coffee break or your uh, or your uh, your sick day off that you know we have to give everybody um, and go on to edhoffman.net, click on apply now, put in all the information you want me to have and uh, let me know what information you're looking for and you'll hear back from myself or one of my teammates, Randy Sampius, Alex Rojas, Matt Bradbury, or Justin Clark. We all work together, so uh, you can. So, because I can't return everybody's calls as fast as one of us can return them, and we can uh, get back to you on that. Um, if you hear something you want repeated, uh, also on edhoffman.net, you can click up, listen to the main event, hear this show as well as four past shows, or get me on iTunes and uh, search Ed Hoffman. You could subscribe to the podcast for free, have it download on your iPad, your iPod, your iPhone, your iWatch, your computer, and uh, it'll download for free once a week when I upload the upload it there, and it'll pop up on your device. You can listen to it anytime you want. If you want to... Uh, 
not have to wait for the weekends. You can follow my weekly rants uh, where I uh, tweet about uh, on Twitter. By uh, I, I tweet about current events all week long, and you can uh, also uh, at, and that's at, at Ed Hoffman, or you can go uh, on to our Facebook page, the Main Event Five Ninety. You can also read my weekly column on the iebusinessdaily.com. Just click on Opinion tab from the homepage, and you'll see the full list of my columns. <sighs> okay. Deep breaths. Okay, once again, 855-640-2020. Interest rates are still great if you haven't refinanced. If you're still if you're looking to to purchase, there's still uh, great prices out there in real estate. This is the only real estate I'm going to talk about the whole time, but that's what I do. That's who I am, and if you uh if you hear something that sounds like common sense on this show and you want to talk to somebody who thinks like you and has common sense and you need real estate financing, call me 855-640-2020. Okay, so what's going on? John Boehner is stepping down as Speaker of the House. At the end of next month, a little brief piece of his speech said. And listen, it was never about the vote, all right? There was never any doubt about whether I could survive a vote. I don't want my members to have to go through this. I certainly don't want the institution to go through this. And so, especially when, you know, I knew I was I was thinking about walking out the door anyway. So it's the right time to do it. And frankly, I am entirely comfortable doing it. Yeah, he was thinking about walking out the door. So apparently he was going to step down the end of last year, but at the uh but at the uh the 2014 um uh elections, Eric Cantor lost his his uh his congressional seat and Eric Cantor was the 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 the, the, the congressional majority leader. So that would be the head of the majority other than the Speaker of the House, just like Nancy Pelosi went from being Speaker of the House to the Senate or the House Minority Leader. So Eric Cantor uh, lost his seat. So then they brought in Kevin McCarthy from California, and uh, he didn't want to leave during that time. And uh, supposedly, it might not have anything to do with the vote that's coming up uh, next Wednesday, and it might have something. So uh, according to uh, CNN, uh, House and Senate leaders hatched their plans Thursday to avoid political risky shutdown next week, moving to a separate acrimonious battle over abortion from a must-pass bill to keep government agencies open. After Pope Francis addressed a joint meeting of Congress, Congress Speaker Boehner told his leadership team that he would immediately put a plan to defund Planned Parenthood into a legislative vehicle known as Capitol Hill, known on Capitol Hill as a reconciliation, which cannot be filibustered in Senate. So, what does that mean? I don't know. For some reason, they were gonna—they're doing a uh, bill to uh, to defund Planned Parenthood, which was going to be a big old—they uh, were going to be filibustered, so it wasn't even going to be voted on in the Senate. So now he changed it to a reconciliation bill, and for some reason that can't be—it's some little secret uh, secret weapon that they use in Congress. How how do the rules work on that? I don't know, and I don't really care, and I know most of you don't care, but this is uh, something that. Uh, so in other words, they're they're thinking that. Uh, It'll be that by putting it in there that they'll be forced to vote on it. There's a good chance it'll be approved by both uh, Congress or the House and uh, the House and the Senate, and it'll force Obama to use his veto pen. It would also allow them to pass a stopgap measure uh, free of Planned Parenthood restrictions before October 1st deadline to keep the government open. Um, the move is bound to anger conservatives, and Boehner will pitch the plan Friday morning uh, to a closed door, which is Friday morning, which was yesterday. So. Um, so the moral of the story is: Is Boehner using this vote next week? He doesn't want it. He doesn't want to look like he got forced out or like he's like he's uh, bowing to pressure. 
Um, maybe, maybe not. But you know what? It's uh, it, it tells me that nobody wants. You know, it's part of me says says, hey, they're being wimpy. They don't want to stand. They don't want to stand and and stand up for something and say, hey, Planned Parenthood is doing abortions on 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 uh, live kids and they're killing kids based on the the videos that we've seen that that make people wonder they see you know what hey you know what? it's just an abortion it's really not a person well i guess we've been uh, seen that as defunct now because most people just close their eyes you know there's a thing on prager university which i think is uh where they talks about the evil in iran and if you haven't uh if you've never checked out prager university on dennis prager's uh website uh those are little 5 minute tidbits of uh of good insight um, for your kids and for yourselves, but there's a part in the one that they talk about Iran where he says he he's he's comparing the um, the evil of of Iran to the evil of of uh, of Hitler back in the days, and he's he's talking about evil and how if you don't acknowledge it, if you don't acknowledge that evil exists, then there's no need to deal with it. So so if we just don't pay attention, then we don't have to do anything about it. It just takes all the pressure off us. So as long as we don't realize that they're pulling little human beings out of out of women's bodies for the sake of uh, contraception as convenience, so we don't have to have so people can have irresponsible sexual activity and uh, and just use it as a uh, as contraception. As long as as long as we don't care about there's a human being inside them that's being killed, then we don't have to deal with it. Well, we don't have that luxury anymore. So, and a lot of people are talking about uh, Carly Fiorina's uh, ad because of the the her her debate performance where she talked about shame on us. If you've seen that, if anybody who hasn't seen that uh, the video of the Planned Parent Planned Parenthood things, and and Don and I were watching it when it released out on uh, Thursday night, and. Even Don saying, "Ah, oh, we've seen all this stuff. We don't need to see it again." And then we watch it go. I never seen that, and it's startling. And my wife was in tears. And uh, of course, there's some controversy about as to where the footage came from. Did it come from Planned Parenthood or it didn't? But it sure, sure paints a different picture of what's going on. And uh, I saw, I saw another, uh, I saw another. Did I play the video last week about the lady who was a, a survivor of a of a uh, saline? abortion i have to play that maybe i'll put it up on my website it's a startling startling this lady's testifying testifying in front of a congressional committee and she her uh her um she has cerebral palsy and her i'm trying to think of how how it was showing it showed on her on her birth certificate that she was a survivor of a saline abortion and uh, they didn't know what to do she was born alive and they apparently they put saline in the in the pregnant mom's body and it's supposed to burn the baby inside and out or something and and she was born alive and now she's like 30 years old and it's it's a it's if you if you were neutral if you're neutral on the subject before you won't be after that um so anyway there's speculation so john boehner stepping down because he doesn't want to deal with this stuff and uh i kind of don't blame him but i kind of say hey you know what what happened to uh standing up for 
standing up for what you believe and standing up for what's right. And so I'm conflicted here because we've got a big election coming on. And do we want to base do we want to base the the whole country future of the country on a social issue? Um, so I I can see both sides. I could see both sides and. Uh, uh, just like what I what I said when my sister said she was not going to vote for Romney uh, four years ago or three years ago because she's voting Democrat because my guy doesn't want want them to have women's rights and I said you're going to base the presidency on free free birth control pills come on so uh, this is a little bit more intense than that but uh, anyway that's my thoughts that's my thoughts let's go on to, let's go on to the next the next thing we had a a, a big influx of of Muslim pandering this this week, a big a big a big chunk of it started a couple of weeks ago, and it's just continued. And uh, so, those of you that aren't following the news and aren't catching all this stuff, I'm going to fill you in on it. So there's a uh, there's more interesting news in the story of Ahmed Mohammed, the 14 year old Muslim boy in Texas who was detained by bringing a clock he supposedly invented to his high school, a device that looked an awful lot like a briefcase bomb. Remember, Ahmed was invited to the White House by the president himself via Twitter and has become a darling of leftists all over the southern social media with people using hashtags, I stand with Ahmed. But here's a, new, a few new facts. So you see this, this dopey 14-year-old Muslim kid. He brings this, this little briefcase with a, with a, with a, uh, with a uh, bunch of wires and circuit boards and stuff, and it looks like what you'd think is a briefcase bomb, and he says the clock. And... Uh, um, apparently there's a, there's a YouTube thing out there that, that shows that someone looked at it and said, you could tell this is not something he put together. It's something that was manufactured. So he like, he went to Radio Shack, bought an old, had an old clock. He probably didn't get it at Radio Shack, probably had it in his room, took the case off of it, pulled all the parts out. And, uh, and here's a clock with just no case on it. And I will tell you that in my 10th grade or 11th grade electronics class, I built the clock and I bought a bunch of little diodes and diodes and uh, LEDs and all this stuff and I followed the thing and it was looked looked like a a big old bundle of of crazy wires and circuit boards weren't really cool looking and uh and it kind of halfway worked but it didn't look like this thing worked looked cuz this thing was manufactured in a factory with more high tech stuff than what I had in my high school electronics class and uh this guy debunked the fact that this kid didn't make this because they don't use these kind of things. You don't put put all the stuff that's in it. it all you got to do is just uh, uh, YouTube that or, uh, you know, uh, Google it. So anyway, engineering teacher. So here's here's a few more little facts. The engineering teacher he originally showed the device to told Ahmed that it looked like a bomb and advised him not to show it to any other teachers because they might mistake it for one. Ahmed, don't send that. Don't show that to anybody. It looks like a bomb. The reason that Ahmed's English teacher felt threatened enough to call the police was that he'd plugged it into an outlet and set the alarm off. And this made the alarm go off, and it did not. And he and did not mention to her that he had already shown it to the engineering teacher, and he did not attempt to explain it to her its his purpose. So he shows it to his English teacher. She plugs it in. The alarm goes off. She gets scared, calls the police. Reportedly, Ahmed exhibited some strange behavior during police questioning. Officers said he was being passive aggressive in his answers to the questions and didn't have reasonable answer as to what he was doing with the briefcase. We attempted to question the juvenile about what what it was, and he would simply only say it was a clock. He didn't offer any explanation as to what it was for, why he created this device, why he brought it to school, says James McLennan of Irvine, uh, Irving Police. You know what? Hey, I just brought this thing to school. It's a clock. But what was the point of bringing it to school? Uh, let me see. I'm Muslim, and uh, and 
and I and I brought this thing and it make it look like a bomb, and uh, I just want to scare people. I don't know. So uh, now it's come to light. Now, since then, it's come to light that Ahmed's sister was suspended from school herself in 2009 in a bomb scare. In a bomb scare back in, uh, and this is right off Breitbart, the sister of the boy who brought the suspected hoax bomb to his Texas high school said she was suspended from school in a prior bomb scare. Her suspension occurred in 2009 while she was attending middle school in the same district. Leslie Weaver, spokesman for the district, said officials can't release any information about the 18-year-old sister's episode because the, the, his, his parents, who are from Sudan, won't sign the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. The school already sent the form to the immigrant Sudanese parents, but they won't sign it. The sister's name is Ayman Mohammed. I wish we could provide more information to the media, said Weaver, whose district and local police force are now facing worldwide claims that they unfairly targeted the sister's brother, 14-year-old Ahmed Mohammed, but he was, but he was detained uh, after he was detained September 14th for bringing this bomb to school. I mean, this uh, clock to school. So, uh, so that's just a little piece of it. You know what? Um, you know, what? I'm sorry, everybody, that not all Muslims are terrorists. But all the terrorists are Muslims, so uh, so I guess we're we're just discriminating against these poor Muslims because we're we see them bring things that look like bombs and we don't know what they're for and there's no reason for them to bring them to school. Just like if we bring guns to school, why are you bringing why are you bringing guns? Well, it didn't have any bullets in it. It really wasn't loaded. It was uh, it was really just a toy. Guess what? Common sense, folks. Common sense. This isn't the end of the story. I'm going to finish this. I'm going to complete the, the saga after the break. Stay tuned. Five, five minutes of traffic, weather, and news, and we'll be right back in some commercials. I'll be right back with part two of the main event. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. You're not going to hear a lot about direct mortgage lending or real estate on this show, but that's what why that's what I do. And if you like the way I think, and if, if I'm if we think alike, and you need some real estate financing, call me toll free eight five five six four zero twenty twenty eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. So we've been talking about the the Muslim the Muslim pandering the Muslim what's the word I'm looking for the soft spot. We don't want to offend muslim people we don't want to affect we don't want to offend anybody except for cops and white people and republicans and people that pay taxes and people that pay their bills people with good credit and people that actually go to work every day everybody else we can't we can't offend because this is america this is a this is the land of the lazy so uh well, it seems like that's what they want to make it. So, uh, so we've been talking about uh, um, Ahmed Mohammed. You know, I hashtag I stand with um, Ahmed. Hey, guess what? I think send Ahmed back to Sudan. Uh, so anyway, but uh, um, so we were talking about the story that uh, he brought. He brought this bomb to school. I mean, brought this clock to school. Looks like a bomb. For what reason? We don't know. He's acting weird. He's acting stupid. President Obama quick to jump to jump to conclusions. Uh, sent out a tweet, said, hey, come on to the White House, young man. I love Muslim people because I'm not one, but but I just love Muslim people and black people. And so whenever anybody does anything to offend anybody that's Muslim or black, I just jump in before I have any facts and invite them to the White House. And if you were old enough, we'd have a beer summit. <clears throat> he'll, he'll have a beer with Ahmed. 
They just won't let the cameras in. So, But that's not the only example of Muslim extremism taking over the education system this week. Uh, in New Jersey, a school board meeting descended into chaos with a room full of angry Muslim parents who were denied last-minute requests. When New Jersey City Board of Education uh, decided not to close schools September 24th for the Muslim holiday of uh, Eid al-Adha, things, go- things got so out of control that they had to order security to take charge. Here's a clip. From our NBC Affiliates News Report. It's a real discrimination. My child should be able to celebrate their holiday. Anger from Jersey City's Muslim community. A walkout as this city school board debated and indicated it would not close the schools on Thursday of next week for the Eid al-Adha feast of sacrifice holy day. We feel alienated from the Board of Education. We feel alienated from this system. There were tears from a young girl as Muslims realized that even with unanimous city council support a week ago, the school board would not close create a new holiday at this last minute. Security, police, take charge. We're no longer the minority. That's clear from tonight. We're going to be the majority soon. Nearly four hours of debate ended with a school board saying it could not disrupt the lives of others. Doing this at this point with six days notice for this upcoming holiday is going to cause undue hardship on possibly five or 10,000 people who are going to have to scramble to get coverage for their children. And then there was a fairness issue raised by the Jewish community, which does not get days off for Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. Many of our Jewish members are feeling left out. School board members did make clear that Muslim children can have an excused religious absence for the Eid holiday next week with no penalty. It did not directly address the issue of Jewish holidays. Oh, we're being discriminated against. We're feeling un unrepresented by the Board of Education. Hey, you know what? I was brought up a Jewish kid, and uh, we had uh, we were supposed to stay home. We weren't brought up uh, religious, but my family's Jewish, and uh, and I uh, converted to a Christian uh, about thirty years ago. Um, but as a as a kid in a young Jewish family, uh, we stayed home for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and. Uh, I don't know why we did because we never went to temple. My parents weren't religious, and but except for they kept us home on those days. And uh, guess what? Play catch up. They didn't close the schools down for the Jewish kids, and no one ever complained about it. It was just hey, you know, you knew hey, we got excused. Please excuse my son. He was absent for the Jewish holiday. Okay, catch up. Catch up on your homework. Catch up on your assignments. And uh, tough beans if you don't like it. So, but. For the Muslims, they want to be let out for every little thing or else we're discriminating against them. And you know what's scary about this is if you hear a lady go, we we are no longer the minority. We will be the majority soon. There's I saw, I saw a, uh, a YouTube about five years ago showing how fast the Muslim, uh, Muslim population is growing in this world compared to, you know, we're all, hey, you know, 2.3 kids, 2.3 kids. We need, we need a baby boom in this country, folks, to sustain us economically and to sustain us uh, in the world, and our and to to or we're going to be taken over. Sorry to say it, but that's the fact because they have twenty eight kids in each in each household, and we have two point three. So uh, you know what? Well, I don't want to inconvenience. You know, our kids don't want to be inconvenienced by having to take care of more than two point three kids. And uh, you know it's really a cramp on my social on my social life, 
So, uh, so kids, get out there and reproduce. Make some grandkids for some for uh, for us because so we can uh, fill them up with sugar and send them home and uh, get some payback for the hell you put us through raising you. Um, so, so there we go there. And then, since the general public is so easy to bow to Muslims, apparently Republican pres- presidential candidates are expected to do the same. So, if you haven't heard this, Donald Trump is still catching flack for not correcting this man who stood up, stood up in New Hampshire town hall last week. If you haven't heard it, here it is. Problem in this country. It's called Muslims. We know our current president is one. Right. You know he's not even an American. We need this first question. This is man. First but anyway. We have training camps growing where they want to kill us. Mm -hmm. That's my question. When can we get rid of it? We're going to be looking at a lot of different things. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that, and a lot of people are saying that bad things are happening out there. We're going to be looking at that and plenty of other things. Okay, you know what? Number one, uh, Trump wasn't ready for that. And number two, um, who cares? It's uh, who cares how he answered it. He doesn't have to defend the president. And he came back and said, "Hey, the president's never gonna gonna defend me." But is there anybody who just finds it curious that you know in this in this day of hey, you know this guy went up and why wouldn't they bring him on the news shows? How come they can't be this guy can't be found? Could he be a plant? Well, according to Breitbart, uh, a man who looks exactly like the notorious Muslim Muslim guy from last week's Donald Trump rally was previously the star of an anti-Tea Party campaign, Breitbart News has learned. The man whom some suspect have been a liberal or Democratic plant in Trump's audience was featured in a uh, in a memo in the spring, uh, spring of 2013 that was credited as AATTP.org. AA Americans Against the Tea Party.org, the website group against the Tea Party. So the man was depicted participating in a rally holding a sign that read, Impeach the Muslim Marxist. The photo spread on left wing message boards, boards while he's wearing a shirt that said, Glenn Beck is my hero. The photo has been used as stock image by liberal sites, including the Daily Banter and the Forward Progressives. We know now that left-wing media and activists were were aware of this man more than two years before last week's Trump rally, where he stated that Obama was a Muslim and sparked mainstream controversy. Um, I don't know if anybody have you heard about that, but then there's a uh, but then there's car, uh, you know, and then then the uh, I saw uh, what's her name uh, Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz uh, on uh, on TV complaining that Marco Rubio's doing a fundraiser at some guy's house on the eve of Yom Kippur, and it's offensive to the Jewish people. Hello? Wait, I didn't hear any Jewish Republicans complaining about it. I didn't hear anybody complaining about it but the head of the Democratic Party. But I digress. So uh, so now Ben Carson has come under fire because he said to Chuck, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press last week. Do you believe that uh, Islam is consistent with the Constitution? Uh, no, I don't. I do not. I, I would not advocate that we put a Muslim in charge of this nation. I absolutely would not agree with that. Oh, okay. Well, that's what that's what uh, uh, Ben Carson thinks. And quite frankly, that's what I think. I said that eight years ago when when we had Barack Hussein Obama. I said, hey, there's no way in the world that America after nine eleven that America is going to elect a guy named Barack Hussein Obama. I was wrong. <sighs> doesn't mean I was wrong. It just means that I didn't realize how many stupid people we have in this country. And folks, 
If you haven't heard this stuff, this is why you have to listen because we have problems that are brewing in this country and they're starting really, really, really slow and quiet. And by the time it becomes in your face, if you if you don't if you don't wait wake up, it's going to be too late to do anything. So uh, so then uh, uh, the Council on American Islamic Relations, uh, the CARE, a group has been known to support terrorist sympathizers from time to time. They weren't happy. They weren't happy, and they're calling for Ben Carson to drop out of the race. We should remind a presidential candidate like Ben Carson about a very important document in the United States, and that is the Constitution. No religious test shall be ever required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States in pure English. Well, I think that's enough lecture from uh, the Council for American-Islamic Relations. That clip goes on for another minute and a half, and I'm just not going to listen to it. I don't think we need to get lectured by the Council on American-Islamic Relations. When they they went and talked to him, hey, you know what? The, there's no religious test that can test that except for if you're a true Muslim and you uh, follow the Quran. The Quran says says kill the infidels, which is anybody who doesn't believe in Allah, and that you you follow Sharia law. Sharia law basically says women got to cover their face up and they're second class citizens, and it doesn't work here. There's all kinds of stuff that that uh, that Muslims believe that we don't believe, and guess what? You know what? Just like just like with. Uh, uh, what's a lady, the uh, Davis, Kim Davis, last week that that refused to issue uh, gay marriage licenses? Hey, we gave her the freedom of religion. We elected her before they changed the laws. Okay, I'll support that. I'll support the. I'll support her having a having a uh, having her commitment to God and to her religion. That's her right. Okay, I'm not going to support someone someone in in the presidency that has that same commitment to a god that says kill the infidels. Sorry, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a, a bad guy. I don't think so. But we'll I'll go I'll go back. Hey folks, not all Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslims. So we just got to we just got to use some some common sense. So after the backlash and criti- criticism from fellow Republican candidate Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham, and this week's dropout, Scott Walker, Carson uh, walked back his comments just a little bit on Hannity. If someone has a Muslim background and they're willing to reject uh, those tenets and to accept the way of life that we have and clearly will swear to place our Constitution above their religion, then, of course, uh, they will be considered uh, infidels and heretics. Uh, but, uh, but at least I would then be quite willing to support them. Hey, guess what? That was a wimpy, wimpy answer. I wouldn't be. Hey, you know what? If you have a background in shooting people and you promise to, to – uh, and we let you out of jail because you p- promise to, to reject your past uh, uh, tendencies to put bullets in your gun and shoot people and kill them, then – Okay, I'm okay with that. I'll support letting you out of jail. Wrong. You know what? I don't think so. I don't think so. We got so many good people in this country. Why would we? Why would we take someone who's who's got a Muslim background and ask him to to uh, if you promise to to not go by that and you'll just, you'll put the Constitution first? You know what? If let's just ask him. Have him sign a uh, sign notarized statement that they're not a liar. Hey, you know what? Uh, criminals, criminals, you know, 
You know, the criminals, you can make laws to stop the criminals, but the criminals don't care about laws. So, uh, you know what? If you outlaw guns, only the outlaws will have guns. So uh, we go on. So then one of my favorite candidates right now, Carly Fiorina, was on Jimmy Fallon. And she was asked. She had a little different spin on how she answered it. And I think I liked it. I liked the way she did it much better because she really didn't say that. She was being politically correct, but never said that, never said she'd support it. But let me play that little clip. Ben Carson's in a lot of trouble now because he's saying that he would he would not uh, advocate a Muslim being president. Well, I think that's wrong. You know, it says in our Constitution that religion cannot be a test for office. It is also true that this country was founded on the principle that we judge each individual and that anyone of any faith is welcome here. I actually believe that people of faith make better leaders, whether they're Christians, as I am. My faith has sustained me through some very bad times. I battled cancer. I've lost a child. I've been tested. But whether it's a person of Christian faith or Jewish faith or Muslim faith or other faiths, I think faith gives us humility and empathy and optimism. And I think those are important things. So you would be fine with that? Yes, I would be fine with that. Yeah, I'd be fine with that too. I think we should have some people with some with some spiritual uh foundation, some spiritual background, some some god in their life. I agree. I agree. But not Muslim. Sorry. Sorry. And uh even if uh even if you disagree that she kind of said, "Well, that's not right." Okay, it's not right, but let's talk about, you know, I I don't I also agree that you have to have somebody with some spiritual foundation because without religion, we don't have, you know, if we don't have, if we never had religion, if there's no Christians and no Jews, there's, there's no spirituality, then there's no, there's no definition of right and wrong. Where does right and wrong come from? Who said, who said that's our, that's our basis that our society was built on. And, uh, talked to uh, one of the guys in one of the guys in the, uh, in my office that went on a, uh, a trip to Ireland talking about some of the stuff that they saw in some caves from, uh, you know, 2000 BC in Ireland and some of the writings and stuff that over there. And, you know, the, the tour guide, what, the, what some of it meant, you know what, before, before we had that there, you know, there was some weird stuff going on in the world. And now we have, now we have, uh, uh, society with, uh, you know, civilized society. And where did that come from? Well, it just fell out of the sky. Just fell out of the sky. So, uh, but she had, but Fiorina had some other things that I liked as well. Um, since we had Pope Fever this week, since the Pope was here in his little Pope uh, Fiat, uh, not the not the bulletproof Pope mobile that uh, the previous Popes had, uh, she gave her opinion about the Pope. I don't agree with him on all of his politics, for sure. Uh, but I certainly admire how he is trying to break down the bureaucracy of the church in a lot of ways and go back to serving the poor and helping people. I do think it's interesting that, you know, Democrats say, oh, he's so right about the environment and he's so right about capitalism, but they don't really talk about his belief in the sanctity of life because that they don't agree with. No, they don't agree with it. And uh, you know what? Uh, my my thoughts on the Pope are he is here for three days. I'm not Catholic, so I don't really have the background to make a judgment. But number one, this guy is not God. Um, he's just a person, just like Obama is. He thinks he's God too. And of course, he invited him over to the White House so he could uh, so they could introduce all those LGBT people to him on the on the White House and show him that you know that gay marriage should be a good thing. And uh, and uh, you know, and he came over here to talk about climate change. What a crock of crap! 
So uh, I know a lot of people. I didn't listen to all all of it because you got to listen to the to the in in uh, in a different language. I don't know if he's speaking Spanish or whatever he was. You know, it's it's just it's just was difficult to listen to and pay attention to a lot. You know, it's like listening to Obama. He just talk and 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 say something that means something to me. Okay, so sorry, Catholics. I hate to I hate to. To offend, I don't want to offend anybody religiously, but if you're not Muslim, but um, I just was not impressed by a guy who comes over here and talks about climate change, and he's supposed to be the head of the, the whole Catholic Church. And I don't see where the where that is is valid, and especially when he went to Cuba first and didn't address the uh, the human rights issues that are going on over there. I thought that's what the church does. I don't know. I could be wrong. But then Fiorina uh, on Jimmy Fallon went on uh, to uh, lighten it up, and she sang one of these songs that she sings to her dogs, and I think she said she also sings to her grandkids. Uh, and there's a point to this, but let me just play this little song. All right, you ready? Well, I'll give you okay, this. we ready? Yeah. Wait, maybe we can clap along. Are you sure? Yes, All right, ready? My name's Snick, and I'm lazy. Please don't take a walk with me. I'd rather stay right here at home instead. I want to lie back down in my nice warm bed. My name's Stick, and you're going to have to carry me. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to carry Stick. Okay, so uh, what is the point of that? Just goes to show that all dogs are Democrats. Okay, they're all lazy. You got to carry them. They lay around. And uh, I have a uh, Don and I have a a little guy about 210 pound uh, Saint Bernard. Uh, he's the he's the embodiment of Beethoven because this is our second Saint Bernard we'd had. Our first one, Maximus, wasn't quite as big. He tapped out. He capped out about 180, but he was overweight at the time. Uh, Tank doesn't have an ounce of fat on, on him, and he's 210. And, uh, but he was born with a tongue that's six sizes too big. And, uh, and Maximus didn't used to quite drool quite as much, um, cause he had just a little bit longer snout, but, but, uh, Tank is, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, bred by a, by a breeder up in, uh, up in, uh, Pinion Hills, um, Woodcrest, Woodcrest Saints. And, uh, they've got like 16 big St. Bernards and our guy is bigger than any of any they've ever produced. And it's because Dawn feeds me scraps, uh, whatever she's cooking for him. I get what's left over for dinner. They go, Hey, do you, do you feed your dog scraps? Nope. Whatever Dawn's making for tank, I get what's left over. So, uh, so tank feeds on, uh, large quantities of dog food mixed in with ribeyes and chicken and eggs and fish and just about anything any human human uh could ask for and uh he's big and lazy and drooly and he wait he waits for feeding time and he waits for walk time twice a day and uh and he's a democrat i don't know i don't know where he learned that but he's a democrat and just goes to show from carly fiorina's song that all dogs are democrats of course all dogs go to heaven according to the to the movie so what does that mean you don't have to be a republican to go to to heaven. Okay, so that's a good spiritual thing. Maybe the Pope should have talked on that. So a lot of talk about uh, a lot of talk about uh, the polls this week since the last uh, since the last um, the last Republican debate. When's the next Republican debate? 
we got to have some more people we got to have some more people drop out between now and then cuz uh pretty soon we'll get them all on stage we won't have to just put a uh, so we've got a uh, uh, Rick two of my top 3 dropped out Rick Perry and Scott Walker dropped out and uh so my original top 3 was Rick Perry, Scott Walker and uh and uh Ben Carson and uh I think my top my top one now is Carly Fiorina um, Ben Carson, we're going to wait and see. He said some stuff that I'm not really proud of. And, uh, but I do think he's a brilliant, smart guy. And I love that 10%, uh, tax plan of his as well. And our next Republican debate is October 28th. So six days after October 22nd, everybody, that's a Republican holiday. If your kids are in school, they don't have to go. You can sit down and watch C-SPAN all day and watch the, uh, live televised, um, uh, uh, questioning of of Hillary Clinton on October 22nd, which will be all day, no holds barred, on TV, as I understand it. I assume it's going to be on C-SPAN 1 or C-SPAN 2 or C-SPAN 3. I'm sure it'll be on everywhere because uh the Benghazi hearings. I think, uh, I think uh, Hillary Clinton is on her way out, maybe on her way to jail. It'll be interesting to see what happens with all this stuff, with all these emails coming out. Um, but let me, let me finish on the polls. So the polls, I seen a few different polls. One showed, showed that, uh, uh, that Trump came down from 32% down to like 24%. Uh, Fiorina jumped into second place, like at 20%. And Ben Carson went down a few points into third place and Rubio in fourth place. Jeb, Jeb and the rest of them guys are slowly fading away. Uh, which I'm okay with. Um, I don't really think Rubio did that great of a job. Um, in the debate and, uh, and Trump, I thought if you noticed, if you, I know that most of you guys didn't watch the debate twice and most of you guys didn't even watch it that closely all the way through, but there's like a 23 minute stage where he didn't say one word cause they're talking about policy and he couldn't, uh, he couldn't. He couldn't, uh, you know, if you can't dazzle him with brilliance, baffle him with BS. And uh, he didn't know how to how to dazzle him while people were actually talking facts. But uh, then uh, Fox poll came out and showed uh, that uh, that they went from tw- that Trump went from 24 to 25 or 25 to 26. And that Ben Carson's at 22 and Fiorina's like at 12. And uh, I just don't see that anybody got that big of a bump. Uh, by the uh, based on what I saw, other than Fiorina, because she she ate everybody's lunch. I wish I could repeat what they talked on Fox News. One of the guys said said uh, uh, that that uh, uh, Carly Fiorina just I forget what I can't say it on on Salem anyway, so I won't. But anyway, uh, the next uh, the next Republican debates coming up in October 28th, and I think October 9th is the Democrat one. There's lots of stuff going on. Folks, I'm out of time, so uh, I'm sure there was lots more I was going to say, but we'll say it next week. So anyway, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back again with you next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.